Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. A warm welcome to this 23rd of November 2021 edition of Going Greyhounds, 10.33am on Sky Sports Radio. Mark Olmos with you. Good morning. Let's get into it. Feature racing this week is in Melbourne. Of course, the Group 1 Tab Melbourne Cup and the Bold Trees Finals at Sandown Park this Friday. Jason Adams from the Sandown Park Club, as well as, of course, a key member of the Catching Pen, will join us later in the show. Back in New South Wales, there is plenty happening. Last Thursday, the listed middle distance championship was run at Dapto. Top honours going to Queenslander. I'm explosive with Zipping Naseko, the favourite, not getting a heck of a lot of luck for Jason Magri, undefeated uh, at the track prior to last week. Then on Friday, heats of the Group 3 Casino Cup were run and won. Setting the time standard was the inform Lewis Rumble, who clocked a near-record run in his qualifier stamping himself as the dog to beat. Another of the hopes will be Mitchell Street. We'll have a chat to Tom Savellis a little later on. On Saturday, semi-finals were run of the GBOTA's flight to the Phoenix, the winner of this weekend's big one, booking a spot in the $750,000 to the winner feature at the Meadows on December 18. Finally, on Sunday, Greyhound Racing's top achievers were recognised at the New South Wales Greyhound of the Year Awards. Claiming 2020 Grand of the Year was superstar sprinter Flying Ricardo for Christy Sultana and well, it was really no surprise after a sensational season. The second fastest ever run at Wentworth Park, 29-22 back in March. He's been retired to stud since and has already been extremely popular with breeders. A very, well, exciting time, no doubt, especially seeing the next generation of these youngsters come through by these new sires. But uh, Always sad to lose a champion off the racetrack. Let's get into the show. Going Greyhounds for the 23rd of November. Andrew Bell right after this. The Tab Phoenix, the world's first million-dollar slot race for greyhounds, is coming. And we're teaming up with master trainer Jason Thompson. Pick which runner you think should race in the Tab slot for your chance to win a share in $100,000. Head to tab.com.au to enter. Tab, long may we play. Excludes SA and WA residents. T's and C's at tab.com.au. New South Wales Authority number TP slash 80. Permit numbers ACT TP 21 slash 01994. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1800 858 858. Skipped breakfast. Sean, how are you? You and Nathan Lyon left Victoria and drove back to Sydney. <laughs> Did you not? That, yeah. yeah. Road trip to Lino. That would have been fun. Who drove? <laughs> Lino started because he wanted to leave at bloody sunrise and I was like, mate, I'm not leaving without a coffee before having a sit next to you. Don't go to work on an empty stomach. He was carrying on for a couple of days trying to organise some sports car. And well, you like Ferrari on the way home. <laughs> mate, or you cricket you, bag on the front seat back. on your lap. What was the chat like? <sighs> Non-existent at times. I just, <laughs> just stuffed Gary's bloody mouth with the stock and tell him to be quiet. Now shut up and drive. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. 
Hey trainers, looking for that extra 10% edge to improve your horse's performance? Have you considered improving their gut, the engine of your horse? Like Price Racing, who are thrilled with the transformation of their horses on Poseidon Equine's digestive supplements. But Count de Rupi's pulling clear the last little bit. Count de Rupi goes on to beat Sue Shark. Jamea wide out, swamping them with a big run late. Give it to Jamea and the Furious Stakes. Visit Poseidon-Equine.com. Poseidon Equine. True health begins in the gut. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Race 8. Two dollars here, Sound of Silence. Clear favourite, they're ready. And they're racing now. And he was away okay, Sound of Silence. Cop Magnet out fast. Leads at the first corner from Cool Chevy Magic, who got right up on the inside to go through to second place. Third, Curious Motion. And there's Sound of Silence going around the outside. But Curious Motion veered out and checked him. Billy Creek got up on the rails. They're followed then by Scotty. Well back in the field came Blazing Lisa and Brinda Battle Boy. But Cop Magnet's left a minute in front. Around the turn, he's well clear of Billy Creek. And then Sound of Silence. But Cop Magnet all the way beats. Billy Creek and a luckless sound of silence. Fourth in Scotty. Gee, there were a few happy punters there at Wentworth Park after Cot Magnet got the job done on Saturday night. Of course, win 15 at start 47, and he's booked his spot into the flight to the Phoenix final with a slick 30-04 win in that semi-final we just heard. Andrew Bell, the trainer of Cot Magnet, joins us. Andrew, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Mark. Must be thrilled with not only the way this fellow's going, but the way the whole team's going, just keeps on churning out winners, Cedar Lodge? Yeah, we've had a tremendous year this year and we had a tremendous year last year. It's been really, really good. And, yeah, really happy with Cop Magnet. Uh, this fellow, son of Fernando Bell, champion Model G, he's got a, he's got a nice pedigree on him too. Uh, he took his record to 15 wins, uh, 17 placings from the 47 starts. He's just so consistent and he seems to be leaving the boxes really well at the moment, just in the zone. Yeah, look, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I, I was down at Goulburn there racing and, and a little bitch called Champion Model, which is Cop Magnet's mum, come out mm. at a ripe old age of four-year-old and beat the best dogs around to win the Goulburn Cup. And I remember seeing her go and I think, gosh, she's a flying machine, that dog. Hopefully one day when she has a litter of pups, I can buy one of them. And we, we were lucky enough to buy two of them. We had Collecting Model and Cop Magnet. And Collecting Model won four or five in town, and she's actually in pup now to Barcia Bale. Okay. And, um, yeah, we got Cop Magnet, and he's he's going terrific. And, look, he, he's just one of them little dogs. He tries 120% every time. He comes out of the boxes. He just chases his little butt off. <laughs> he gets on the rail, and if, if they're going to beat him, they're going to have to go around him. Absolutely. And he does. He needs a bit of luck behind him, sort of, with the faster dogs. You know, hopefully they get tangled up a little bit, and he he pinches a bit of a break on them. And and yeah, if you put yourself out in front, that's that's the place you want to be. If he can win the final, he books a spot in the seven hundred and fifty thousand to the win at Tab Phoenix on December the eighteenth. Uh, what's it like to dream of those sort of uh, prospects, Andrew? Oh, unbelievable. When, when, I'm, when we first went into it, I sort of thought, well, he's got up in grade now and he's racing the best dogs around at the moment anyway and he's probably not the fastest of all the dogs in there in amongst them, but he certainly puts himself out in front and I thought, well, he might as well go in it and try our luck and, yeah, he's, at, he's managed to make it through to the final and he's got box one and he was the fastest qualifier, so it's a great position to be. Do you have to... Do you have to 
just have a look in the mirror and say steady, you know, lower lower the expectations and just one race at a time because, like you said, he's he's uh, got that good inside draw on the fastest qualifier. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because we know racing is a funny way of putting us back on our backsides pretty quickly. Oh, definitely. And look, I, I'm not somebody that shows a lot of nerves or, or gets too hyped up about it. And I, I believe the dogs sense any any fear or any worry or stress or anything that you you have inside yourself when you walk into the boxes. So I, I keep pretty calm and I'm, I'm pretty level-headed. So he, he won't know anything different. Everything will just be the same. The routine will be the same this week. The diet will be the same. Everything will be the same. And, you know, he'll just get out there and try his best. If it's good enough to win, well, that's, we're, we're there. Well, myself and the listeners can be a bit more excited for you than Andrew because it's a very exciting prospect. Going back to, uh, when was it? Would have been October, the Vic Peters, and he's run such a good race behind some very, very smart greyhounds. He just uh, continues to rise to the occasion. Uh, a very special dog for, for your kennel. Would you say that he's the best in your kennel? Look, he's probably going the best at the moment. Okay. We we have a few younger ones that we've just purchased. Um, got a, a dog by the name of Good Odd Zach we've just purchased. He's He was the fastest qualifier in the Maitland Future Stars and had a bit of bad luck in the final, didn't win it. But, yeah, he's a really exciting prospect. Okay. Um, we've just recently purchased Cop Magnets 3 of the next litter. So oh, wow. Barcia Bale litter. So we've got Club Model, Coco Model and Cartel Master and... They're only young pups that have already won in town and had four or five starts, so we're really excited about them too. Um, but, yeah, he's probably the dog going the best at the moment. How do you come to acquiring those greyhounds, Andrew? Is it just that you, you call up and put an offer in? Yeah, look, I think part of it was that we had a fair bit of success with, with the ones we've got um, okay. off off that off Clay Mullins that bred, bred them. Um, I think he's sort of seen that we took them through to Wentworth Park and... And, you know, are in amongst the big boys and we're, we're matching it with him. And he's pretty excited about not only our success with those ones, but the new ones coming through. He's sort of thinking the same, that if we bring these through, well, you know, it makes his brew bitch even more valuable. So we we did we rang him up and said we've, we've had a great time with these two and we really want three more. And, yeah, we sort of come to an agreement and we purchased them, so... That's terrific to hear, especially if you're getting the confidence from breeders to race their greyhounds. Also, massive weekend, Andrew. Uh, it was announced that you uh, were the New South Wales Trainer of the Year during 2020, putting the polish on 179 winners and greyhounds earning more than $474,000 in prize money. That is an extremely nice achievement to, uh, I guess, make you know that, you know, Things are going well and you're doing things right, Andrew. Oh, for sure. And look, I went to the awards with no expectations whatsoever. And I was actually sitting right next door to, um, or right beside me was um, Steve Kavanagh, one of the best trainers. Mm. I remember looking up to him when I was 10, 12 year old with Brother Fox and whatnot. And he was sitting right beside me. And, and I'm like, I'm just, I was just honoured to be able to be there. And to actually be called the trainer of the year, it's a funny story because they'd served up a beautiful um, dessert, big chocolate cake, and, and I just had a big mouthful of it. And they they said, trainer of the year is Andrew Bell. And I, I nearly spat <laughs> the chocolate cake across the room because I couldn't believe it. I was just so shocked, I was. And, and to be named in amongst those, like, 
legends of the of the sport. It was just yeah, it was a huge honour. Uh, that's terrific. And, and and sitting next to Steve, what do you chat about? What do you do? You ask him questions about training dogs, or you know, you just have a chin wag. What what's the conversation like? Yeah, I was lucky enough to to meet Steve. Oh, a few years ago when I first got back into the dogs um, and I actually purchased three dogs off him early on. Okay. So we've had a, a, a good relationship ever since. And, um, yeah, I've always just chatting about dogs and, and life and and wanting more dogs off him because he, he has a very good line <laughs> of dogs. So I asked for Lewis Rumble, but that wasn't on the card. So oh, You can only ask. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Andrew, terrific stuff. Uh, New South Wales Trainer of the Year. And, of course, uh, you've got Cop Magnet through to the flight to the Phoenix final. Best of luck this weekend, and may your success continue at Cedar Lodge. Thank you very much, Mark. Andrew Bell uh, coming on Going Greyhounds. Wonderful to chat with Andrew. We'll take another short break and catch up with Tom Savellis after this. Join the Big Sports Breakfast team as they lead the charge to the Mudgee Cup Friday, December 3. Don't miss the Oriental Hotel's Race Day Eve Calcutta and Charity Auction, Thursday, December 2 from 6.30, featuring special guests Dave Stanley and Richie Callender plus the BSB team. And back up with the boys at the Ori Friday morning for a BSB Mudgee Cup special with Brekkie Serve from 7.30. Then take advantage of free travel to and from the track as you head out to Mudgee Cup Day, one of country racing's truly iconic meetings. Form Guide, brought to you by Tabs The Lock. Activate to get Tabs' best starting price, guaranteed. TNC Supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. As a tree change destination, the Mudgee region has it all. Picturesque surroundings, award-winning restaurants and wineries, a vibrant cafe culture and strong economy. It's undeniably one of the most desirable regional centres in Australia and your real estate choices are endless. From lifestyle properties and farms to character cottages and luxury residences. With over 45 years experience, the Property Shop team knows the local market better than anyone. Visit thepropertyshop.com.au on Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Set into motion, we're set for a break. The first heat of the Charcoal in Casino Cup. Ready? Racing, Mitchell Street was away quickly, so was Derry Express and out wide, Deck 52 and Phantom Bonnie, but Mitchell Street holds them out through the pin. Deck 52 got across and goes with it, three away to Derry Express. Next was Sleek Rumble, Phantom Bonnie has some work to do. A break to Black Chili, followed by Sleuth, and at the tail was Aston Turbine. Mitchell Street, the leader, just checking off its heels there was Deck 52, through goes Derry, uh, Derry Express, but kicking clear is Mitchell Street. Mitchell Street beats Deck 52, late for third. Sleek rumble in front of Derry Express. Mitchell Street takes out a heat of the Casino Cup. That was going back to last Friday. Uh, wanted to get off the track in the turn, but was still too good for them in around 27.60. Trainer of that Greyhound, Tom Savellas, joins us. Uh, Tom, welcome to Going Greyhounds. Great to have you on. Firstly, uh, I must ask you, how are you and, and how's the health? Hi, Mark. Yeah, yeah, all good on all fronts, mate. Uh, terrific to hear. Must be exciting to have another good greyhound through to a feature final. Yeah, we've made a few this year. We haven't been um, snagging as many as we'd like, but uh, hopefully uh, Thursday night, uh, Thursday afternoon, we can have better luck. Although uh, Lewis Rumble is in um, magnificent form at the moment. Box two, though, certainly a great advantage for you. Yeah, and the dog in the one won't do us any harm. He's got the very good splits, the one, and stays on the fence, so. 
Yeah, we're happy with our draw. Uh, now, he's one of the key hopes, and with Lewis Rumble being in the field, as you mentioned, I know, Tom, that you're, you know, like most trainers, well well, uh, well into the form and well over the form. What sort of price are you expecting with that good draw compared to Lewis Rumble, and what do you need to do to beat him? Oh, our, our only hope, uh, Mitchell Street's a one-trick pony. He's got to lead, and um, if, he, you know, if he can't lead, he's got to be virtual equal leader. Um, he's not a dog that can come from behind, unfortunately, but he's got tremendous acceleration, so he'll put himself up there early, and it's just a matter of whether uh, on the day it's good enough. Now, uh, he's more accustomed to these shorter courses, and you can see that his record at Ipswich, especially over that 431 trip, is, is extremely good. Uh, what, what other sort of targets do you have in mind for him? Do you just keep him to those races at those distances? I mean, he's got a very good record there at the 431 at Ipswich, or do you try to stretch out now, or have you already done your time in trying to stretch him out, the likes of Rockhampton Cups, etc.? Look, we always try when we think we when they think we think the dog's going and it's good enough. Um, he's always had issues with, with getting the 500. Sometimes he'll get it better than others. For a period there, he broke five, the 30 at Albion Park over the 520. But in general, he's probably a perfect sort of 450 dog. Um, we sent him down to the Bendigo Cup, but he hurt his pin muscle down there, and it was just in the too hard basket. We should, shouldn't have really gone. He um, to get him there was a bit of an effort. You couldn't get direct flights, so we had to get stopovers. And the people that helped us out were tremendous. But you know, it's still hard on the dog. So when you're trying to race that caliber of dog in group races, you really need everything to be going in your favour. Do you target a few more of those one-turn track cups in the future, Tom? Look, we will. Um, I'm hoping to get over to Perth uh, or otherwise uh, down to Tassie. Um, mm. Whether whether we get there or not just depends on how his form is at the time. Um, if his form holds up, then yeah, well, you know, like uh, I, we do like a travel. So um, if we can get him down to uh, Hobart or um, or, you know, we went to Launceston Cup last year. We might even return back there or, or otherwise uh, over to Perth, maybe for the Birthday Cup. There's there's plenty of options. So, yeah, it all depends on how the form's holding up. And uh, if it is, uh, then we'll, we'll look to definitely go and chase some more races. Beautiful. Now, Tom, tell us about uh, Ipswich Cup Heats Night. Um, had a couple of had a couple of nice winners at very nice prices Uh uh, well, the likes of Strategize was, was one of them at a big price, but did you did you manage to to uh, have anything on any of your uh, your heat winners there? Strategize Showdown and Lily Minnelli was the other one that made it into the final. Um, multis, uh, any any fill up stories? Wasn't uh, no multis, not that smart, unfortunately. <laughs> did think we had uh, good chances with uh, Strategize. I, I was very keen on him each way. Um, wouldn't have said of you know he was a good thing at any any shape way shape or form. Um, your colleague Jason was um, was a bit more bullish about him than I was. Hang on, before and, the race or after the race? Oh uh, well, I always get the, <laughs> the facts after the race, but no, no, I'm pretty sure it was before. Um, showdown I thought was pretty close to a to a good bet, uh, so we you know had a decent crack at him. But um, Lily Manelli was the real surprise packet. Uh, I expected her to run a place. Didn't think she could really win the race, but um, yeah, bet, bet small on her because I thought Tony Brett's dog just looked very hard to beat. Mm. Um, his trial the week before was uh, was incredible, and I thought he was obviously the main danger. But um, she she went up to the next level. Um, 
So, unfortunately, she's pulled up no good from the final, uh, so she's going to have to have a little bit of time off. But it's nothing major, and a, a spell will probably do her the world of good because she's still settling in from when she came over from WA. And a third in a group, too, just sits beautifully on her resume, not only for the future as a, as a racer, if she has too many more starts in her, but to the breeding shed. Yeah, look, uh, the people that bought her, um, friends of ours from Darwin, um, when we went up for the Darwin Cup, they first-timers. None of them ever had greyhounds before. Um, and uh, they, um, they're they over the moon with her, how she's gone. You know, like, when we bought her, we thought, you know, if we can if we can win a race or two with her at Albion Park, it'd be nice. And worst case, she can go up to Darwin and race for them up there. But she's ex- exceeded expectations. And, um, yeah, look, you know, with the time she run, if she can keep repeating that sort of thing, well, she'll definitely go to the breeding shed. Now, speaking of you know, Darwin and chasing Darwin Cups, etc., Tom, what, what's the one race that you haven't knocked off yet that you really want to get your hands on? Oh, look, I haven't had enough uh, good material to keep racing in it, but the, the race this week is the race, the Melbourne Cup. I, I don't think there's a person in Australia that um, trains dogs that doesn't have that uh, as high on their bucket list. Um, when I was a kid, I grew up in Melbourne and went to nearly every Melbourne Cup from the time I, was, I could walk until I was about 14 year old when we left Melbourne so yeah it's uh, it's probably the main one but unfortunately we've had you know Morris Minor um, he runs second in the Melbourne Cup he's cup two or three years ago and um, I took his mother down there Shebeki and years years before that uh, we had a bitch called Dharma Bar won the consolation of the Melbourne Cup so no it's it's a race you keep trying for but uh, the dogs we've got at the moment are nice dogs but they're not quite that calibre of dogs unfortunately now, do you have a tip for us for the Melbourne Cup final? The Melbourne Cup final, um, my bet would probably be Japara the place and small the win. He's got a lovely draw, I reckon. Um, okay. I think Aussie Secret and Kablenz will beat him out. He's going to get plenty of room. Obviously not the best dog in the race. Um, that, that tag's definitely Aston Rupee, but he's drawn to get a nice run. I think he can't miss a place. But, um, you know, these races are, are generally, you know, dogs that lead and win sort of thing. But, it could be a little bit of a messy race with uh, the, the hot speed up front, and he might just be smoking the pipe, getting a nice run on the fence. $15, $3, box two, Japara. And, and just quickly, Tom, I'm sorry, I keep having a last question, last question with no, you, no, because I'm interested right. to no hear worries. from you. But um, what did you make of uh, of Friday night and the high drama with the likes of the dead heat in the, uh, in the first heat of the Tab Melbourne Cup, better than reality TV? Yeah, look, I uh, I was a bit surprised. I didn't realise that was the ruling down there. And Mick Floyd, um, you know, I was talking to Mick on Twitter and he said that it was definitely the case the way they did it was the right way. I always thought that if you get heated, it was a ballot. But obviously uh, Melbourne have gone the other way. The only issue I would have with that is weather can change during a meeting. So it can be quite harsh on the dogs mm. either early or late in the meeting, depending on what's happened weather-wise. Um I think it's a bit rough if you win a heat like uh, Typhoon Sammy did and you're not in the race because you've... I mean, I know the other two dogs have technically won as well, but it, I always thought it was one from each race went through. But, look, rules are rules and someone's not going to be happy. And at the end of the day, uh, if it goes on times, as long as people know that prior to going into the race, then the rules are the way they are and you just got to accept it and, and, and it is what it is. Well, it was a fascinating night with Mitchell Street coming up uh, this Thursday. Tom, uh, best of luck to you in the Casino Cup final and thanks for having a chat with us. No worries, any time. Thanks for that.
Tom Savellis. Uh, he has Mitchell Street going around in the Group 3 Casino Cup. That will be on Thursday. I just have to double, triple check that after chatting with Steve Kavanagh last week. So the heats will last Friday and we'll have the final on Thursday, the 25th of November. Looking forward to that. We'll take another quick break here on Going Greyhounds, catch up with the man on the ground at Sandown Park, Jason Adams. Racing HQ Saturday. Teresa Bate up on Divine Breath. Whilst we wouldn't like to have drawn quite that wide, if she can sort of slot in three wide with cover somewhere, probably suits her, and especially if we get a little bit of rain through the day, they tend to start getting off the fence a little bit. So, mm. yeah, we're just hoping Brock can produce one of those great prizes that he does. Divine Breath is winding up, and Travis is coming with a final run on the outside, but Divine Breath shot clear. Divine Breath holding Travis, and Divine Breath too good for Travis. Find the time, and we'll find you the winners. Racing HQ. 6.30 Saturday, Sky Sports Radio. And here is a champion. Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. If you run a local business, we radio listeners would like a word. A word about your garden centre sale. A word about booking one of your beauty treatments. A word about your new wetsuits. Because you've got the things we want. But unless you advertise it, we won't know about it. So get on the radio. Then it'll be your store we go to. Your website we visit. And your name we remember. Come on. Things have opened up. And we're all ears. Advertise on radio and watch your business grow. For help with radio advertising, visit radioalive.com.au On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Mark Olmos here with you. I'm joined by fellow co-host from the Catching Pen, Jason Adams. Patch, very good morning to you. Uh, very exciting morning to you as we head towards this Friday's Group 1 Melbourne Cup of 2021, the 66th running of the great race. And currently, as it stands, the favourite is Aston Rupert 250. Good morning. Good morning, Mark, and good morning to all the listeners. And you're right, it's a big week. It's the world's greatest greyhound race on Friday night. And a lot of excitement in the air. The fields are about to come out for the meeting, and there's a few... Uh, support feature events that uh, you commonly see on a, a big feature race card and the nominations are quite outrageous for the, the 600 metre special event and the 500 metre special event. There's 18 nominations for each, which need to be brought into eight. So as good as the cup is and as excited we are for that, the support card's going to be red hot too. Final fields, of course, out today. Aston Rupee, $2.50 for the Tab Melbourne Cup. Kablins, $3 from box three. Aussie Secret, $8 from box one. Lala Kiwi, the only female of the race at $10. Lakeview Walter, $10. Typhoon Sammy, the first reserve, 10 Japara, $15, given a hope by Tom Savellis. Uh, we also have Kinson Bale, 15 and Jacks Bale, 15 and Tiberia Bale, $71. I don't think we'll be winning again this week, Patch. But best of luck, of course, to Connections after winning at a big price on Friday night. What are you looking forward to the most? Well, the cup field, I think how Aston Rupee handles it. I mean, as I look at it, and we know it was quite dramatic at the box draw on Sunday when Aussie Secret came up with box one, which is a greyhound who wants to be in that middle part of the track. So you sense there could be some sort of drama on the inside. So the, the more people you speak to, they say Aston Rupee is a champion. They're labelling him at the moment, although his, his resume is still building they just win, they just find ways to win, as we saw last week in his heat. Mm. A lot more difficult this time around, but 
you know, I mean, it's mouth-watering stuff with, with Aussie Secret drawing box one. I was, I was thinking to myself after the draw took place, is it a good thing for the race or is it a bad thing for the race? With it, with the good thing being that it adds a bit more intrigue and, and unknown or a bad thing, given we're at some sort of chance to, to see a bit, a bit of interference. But look, either way, I think everyone was most excited to see Aston Rupee, how he handles it. Kobe Blends on his inside, who's the the other major contender in the race, and we know his box manners are just elite. So maybe he might be able to step away and, and avoid the whole lot. But um, there's certainly a, a number of different ways you can look at this final. I think with the Aussie secret angle from Box One, like you said, it creates more chatter and definitely develops more opinion around the race, which is exactly what we want for it. So I think it's a great thing. I think it's such an intriguing aspect to this race, Aussie secret. Uh, and for Team Thompson, of course, with a view to the Tab Phoenix and Tab taking a Thompson Greyhound to the Phoenix, who knows, he could well be that Greyhound patch. You never know. I mean, when the announcement was made that he would be representing Team Tab, he had a, a star of, of a, a lot of star Greyhounds in his kennel, but things changed so quickly. Um, and Aussie's secret, 12 months ago, Jason Thompson was touting him as a, as a Melbourne Cup contender and he didn't have a lot of luck leading uh, into the series but 12 months later he's found himself in that exact position so yeah he's coming to the fore as, as one of the uh, the leading contenders from the, the Thompson team which is always that so deep in quality as we know. And Lala Kiwi was the fastest qualifier from the weekend patch. She was and she's the only female greyhound in the race and historically they've got a pretty poor record in the cup. I think it's four that Mick Ebron's uh, listening. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> well, actually, he actually sent me a note yesterday and um, went through the record books. And there's about four that have won in the last uh, 30 or so years. So history is against them. But, I mean, she was so good. Not not many of them would have come into a, a series as the fastest heat winner. So she's certainly got that on her side. And, I mean, at the peak of her powers, she's just as good as most of these. So you, you wouldn't dare rule her out as a winning chance. Yeah, Black Opium, the last bitch to be the fastest qualifier through to a Melbourne Cup, which was back in 2018. But many fascinating angles to this race, which we will chat about more on the Catching Pen tonight, Patch, 7pm uh, Sky Racing too. What else can we look forward to? Plenty happening there. We speak to Dustin Drew, who's the trainer of Untapped. He lines up in the Group 1 Bowl Trees, the staying event. This Friday night, also speak to Luke Whelan behind the uh, Whelan family and, and Lakeview Walter leading into the Cup this Friday night. So action-packed show, a lot to certainly summarise out of last Friday night with the, the dramatic uh, manner of the, the dead heat, which certainly had everyone uh, talking and, and having strong opinions last Friday night and as well looking forward to this Friday and everything that's going to bring. So plenty on the agenda, that's for sure. We also want everybody to... Tune in to have a look at how Jason Lincoln's moustache is developing, Patch. Exactly right, and how he's going to glorify himself after tipping an $81 winner last Friday night. So a few different elements that will certainly make it must-watch viewing surrounding Jason Lincoln on the catching pen tonight. Yeah, Tab's set to put up a market on the over-under of how many times Jason Lincoln brings up Tiberia Bale, so keep an eye out for that. Patch, uh, we'll chat very, very soon, my friend. We will. Cheers, Mark. Jason Patch Adams, very much excited for Patch and another Melbourne Cup on the horizon. Thanks for joining us here on Going Greyhounds this Tuesday morning, the 23rd of November, 11.04am. Dave Stanley with more Racing HQ after this.